Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Come on in, everybody. We are just on TikTok tonight. I apologize that we are starting late. Um, apparently, as I was leaving the gym um, to get back home, there is some type of construction project that um, is not going on, but they have things uh, blocked off for it. And so consequently, it turned what should have been a five-minute journey into a 25-minute journey. And come on in, everybody. Um, let me know where you're watching from. Atlanta, good to see you. Let me know where you're watching from. Speak to me as you come in. Again, apologize for the delay in starting. Uh, hey, LA, Atlanta, good to see you. Apologize for the delay. Again, what should have been a five-minute journey turned into a 25 uh, minute journey uh, to get back home. But anyway, I'm with you tonight. So we're not on TikTok tonight, but I am with you, Centennial. Good to see you. Naperville, Illinois. Good to see you. Come on in. Aurora. Good to see you. Something like a phenomenon. Come on. That's what Aurora means. Phenomena. Chicago. Good to see you. McDonough, Georgia. That's Atlanta Metro. Good to see you. Aurora. Aurora. Come on in. Listen, guys, do me a favor, share this. You can use the little uh, triangle down in the bottom right to share this, send it to somebody's DM. Guys, don't send it to me. I know I'm live. I need you to send it to somebody else that um, that, that is not watching. Let them know. Jersey, good to see you. Come on in. A shout out to those of you already using the badges to sew. Always be a blessing to something and what um, that blesses you. All right. Good to see you all. So listen, um, hey, Dallas, good to see you. Come on in, Dallas. Good to see you. Good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Um, so listen, uh, we've been in this series called Stop. Um, before I go into this, I want to say, and I'll release a video right afterwards, um, but I would appreciate uh, you all's uh, prayers. Um, this uh, early this morning at 1230 uh, this uh, morning, I received a call that uh, my, um, uh, I guess, former but stepfather, um, that uh, he had passed away. And so I would appreciate uh, your prayers uh, for myself and for my entire uh, family and relatives and all. I'd appreciate that from you all today. And I'll do a video about it uh, after, uh, after this. But uh, all is well. Uh, I am good. We are good. Um, but we would certainly appreciate your prayers uh, as it relates to that. All right. Um, and let what you see me do um, be um, an example to you. You Even in transition, even in change, you keep it moving. All right. And so um, let's do that. Let's keep it moving. But let's take a moment to pray for everybody um, um, that may be grieving anything. Everybody that may be grieving anything. Um um, pray for me. Can I get somebody to put my initials on the screen? Uh, BKF. And then let me, let's, if you know somebody that's grieving something, um, can I get you to put their initials on the screen? Maybe it's the loss of someone, loss of a, uh, a car, a home, a opportunity, a business, whatever. I just want you to, um, Pray my, put my initials, be careful, and then also put the initials of anyone else that you know. Father, we pray for anybody that may be grieving now. And Father, uh, we speak uh, life to them. And we pray, God, you said that you have borne our griefs and carried away our sicknesses. And so, Father, we thank you that you are the God that takes our grief. And so, Father, we pray um, that that's exactly what you would do. And we pray that you would be glorified in this situation, God, even in, um, in an unexpected transition. We pray that you would be glorified um, in this situation. And for that, God, and we say thank you now in Jesus' name. And for every person that's grieving, we send your shalom. We pray that nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, and all is well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right? So um, so, so for those of you that maybe are grieving something or you know someone else is grieving, uh, let me show you how you grieve, right? Let me show you how you handle it is you keep going. Um, you do not stop. You do not interrupt your assignment. Um, Jesus, when his, there was a young man, this is powerful. You ready? This thing's about to preach. There was a young man whose father had passed away. And the young man says to Jesus, let me go first bury my father and then I'll come follow you. You know what Jesus said? It almost seems insensitive. Um, it almost seems like, dog, Jesus. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You, you come follow me. Um, what I think is very significant about that 
is that Jesus, even in the midst of transition, Jesus said, listen, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to heal and I'm going to need you to walk at the same time. Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to need you to heal and walk at the same time. Um, I don't need you to get stuck in grief. And for some of you all, you cannot get stuck in grief. You have got to heal and keep it moving. Um, you know, things happen with people. Sometimes when relationships end, when friendships end, uh, when situations change, you got to heal and walk. Can, is that Look, that's a whole word right there, heal and walk. Can I get a few of you all to type that on the screen? You got to heal and walk. You got to heal and walk. You got to heal and walk. And what happens for many people is they sit to heal. They stop to heal. But the Bible says you got to heal and walk. And so um, let me encourage you in that. All right. So thank you for your prayers. I'll do a video about it afterwards, but I would appreciate your prayers um, um, as uh, navigating through that. And I, I will probably even preach um, lessons and, and things. There's, there's so much, um, there's so much to that. It's such a, uh, layered scenario. There's so much to that, that I'll probably preach about it. Y'all know me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to put it in a message. Can I take, can I get you one more thing? Can I get you one more thing before we get into the preview? The other thing is never, ever hear me. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, um, waste a crisis or a challenging situation. Um, what do you mean? Don't waste it. Meaning what anytime something happens, that's a crisis, that's a challenge, that's a difficult situation, you never waste it. Instead, what you do is you use it. Um, you get all the lessons out of it you can and you say, uh, how will number one, God be glorified out of this? And then number two, um, how will um, I move forward in advance from this? Did you just hear what I said? How will God be glorified in this and how will I advance from that? Um, and so... Um, you never waste a challenge. You never waste a crisis. You never waste a challenging situation. You just don't waste it, all right? And so um, for those of you that have ever had to grieve um, and had to deal with an unexpected transition, um, um, I'm going to show you how to do it, all right? All right. In our series, it's called Stop. In our series called Stop, um, there's some things you have to stop so that God can start. There's some things you have to stop so that God can start. And on Sunday uh, or uh, Wednesday message, it was called Stop the Insanity. Um, and um, we had learned from past prior Sunday that um, one of the lies we can tell ourselves uh, is, to, is to stop following through. It's to stop following through, especially when you're dealing. Let's go. When you're let's go. I can preach this. You ready? When you're dealing with a challenge, when you're dealing with a difficult situation, when you are dealing with a negative situation. Um, the, the temptation can be, let me stop following through. Let me stop doing what I know I need to do and follow through. It is the continuing of an action or a task to its conclusion. Most people don't lack talent. They don't lack skill. They don't lack ability. They don't lack money or creativity. They lack follow through. And I need you to hear me. You, what's going to make the difference in you? Here's why you're going to win. Because you know how to follow through. You know how to start things. You know how to finish things. You guys are doing an awesome job in these comments too. I appreciate you. You know how to start things. You know how to finish things. And again, as if you came in late, I apologize. I'm not on um, uh, TikTok tonight um, because what was supposed to be a five-minute journey home ended up being a 25-minute journey. And so um, I, I ran up here as soon as I could. All right. Watch me. Most people don't like talent. They don't like skill. They don't like ability. They don't like money. They don't like creativity. They like follow through. Follow through is the continuum of an action to its conclusion. And I need you to hear me. Your favor is going to be found in your follow through. What is favor, Bishop? It is preferential treatment. When you think of favor, this morning when I was in prayer, um, this is how I approached the Lord. I said, Lord, uh, it's your favored favored son. And then I said, well, when you look at the word favor, you see the word favor it, favor it, favor it, which means when you are a person that has followed through, pay attention, not only does God follow you, but he follow, but watch me, or favor you, but he favors it. Well, you're not an it, you're a who. So what do you mean I'm his favor it? Which means when you're favored because you follow through whatever it you do, he will favor it too. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. When you are favored by God, 
because you follow through, because favor is what brings follow through. Even if it's difficult, even if it's painful, even if it's a challenge, even if you're like, oh, I just need a moment. You got to hear me. Have your moment, but then get right back to following through. Have your time, but get right back to following through. When you are favored because of your follow through, then you are his favor it, which means he will favor whatever it you put your hands to. This is the reason why for some of you, watch me, you are used to anything you do, anything you set your hand at, anything that you try, you are used to seeing victory in it. You are used to seeing victory in it. And so you have got to get used to, watch me, that when I follow through, I am favored, but I am his favor it, which means he will favor whatever I set my hand to. I need for some of you, watch me, your contracts will be favored. Your business will be favored. Your family will be favored. You're not an it. Which means when you're favored, whatever it you do, he favors it. It gives it preferential treatment. Pay attention. Favor is found in the follow through. Now, let's go back to the story I just mentioned about the, the young man that says to Jesus, Jesus, let me go and bury my father first. Again, uh, I, 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 from what I just mentioned, if you came in late, you can go back and look at the beginning. The, the young man was saying, don't I have a right to go do this first before I put you first? Mind blown. Don't I have a right? Jesus, I'm a human being. I'm a human being. Don't I have a right? Y'all better hear me tonight. Don't I have a right to go and bury my father first before I put you first? And I want you to pay attention. That's Luke 9, 59. The Lord said, uh, um, um, the Lord, or in verse 60, Jesus said to him, let Listen to me, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, you proclaim the kingdom. Um, some versions, depending on the gospel version you're looking at, he said, follow me. Here's what he was saying. You look at me, everybody look at me. You don't have a right not to follow through. Oh my God. He's invested too much in you. He has been too faithful to you. He has been too good to you. He, look at me, you don't have a right to follow through. It's quiet in these comments. You don't have a right to say, well, God, I have all of these things that I need to put first before I put you first. I mean, you don't have a right. He's been too good to you for you to live where you live, for you to drive what you drive, for you to have what you have, for you not to have lost your mind, for the enemy to try to play with your mind and pull you to the edge and God snatch you back, for him to keep you from suicide, for him to keep you from losing everything, for him to be there for you, even when you, listen, you don't have a right not to follow through. I need some of y'all, watch me, people always fight my rights, my rights, my rights. I need some of y'all to realize this is a right you don't have. He was telling this young man in Luke 9, he was saying, son, you don't have a right to do this. He says, listen, you, watch me, your assignment is too big. Whoa, shake, hey, you don't have a right. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Y'all, if you haven't shared, I'm just on IG tonight. I need you to share. You don't have a right. I want to talk to every person right now that feels like, God, you don't let me do nothing. You let every people, every people do this. Other people don't serve you. Other people don't love you. Other people don't do this. Other people don't do it. Listen, they're, they're, they don't have the same call as you. They don't have the same assignment as you. You don't have a right. I know it feels to you like, God, it seems like if I get off for a little bit, if I get off for a little bit, then you get me. Yeah, absolutely. He going to get you. Can you know, you know why? Every parent knows that when you see there is something significant about your child that, uh, that, uh, where the hand of God is on their life, where they're gifted, they're talented, they're skilled. Pay attention. You are harder on them than you might be the others. Not because you don't love the others, but because you can see that there's something this one is supposed to do that they have to accomplish. I need everybody on this IG tonight to give up your right to not follow through. You don't have a right. That's what Jesus was telling him. Jesus was saying, your favor is going to be in your following through. You know, I know there's some of you that are saying, God, these other people are out here and they're getting relationships and they're getting with this one and that one and that one and they ain't even trying to do right and they screwing before they get married and all this and all that and all that. And I'm trying to do it right and all that. Mm -mm. You don't have a right to be that. You don't. So I need you to be okay with that. You don't. Come on. I need you to give up your rights tonight. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. You don't have a right. I can remember all throughout my life, I would think it. 
And I would think like, God, like these people doing this, these people doing this, these people doing this, these people doing that. And Lord, let, let me do something. He says, son, you don't have a right to do that. I'm like, well, but, and, and then here's what would get me. I'd be like, Lord, um, I'm certainly not perfect. So don't hear it that way. I said, Lord, I, I, I am certainly, I am certainly, we, we, we will do that. I'll bring that back up in just a moment. We, in fact, at the beginning of tonight's preview, we covered grief and, and praying for that. Um, you don't have that right. And so that was the, same, the Lord, the same thing. Is, is there anybody else? Wave at me. If your life has been that way, where you have not had that right. Like you can watch other people just quit flagrantly and you were like, I, I wish I could, but you can't, but you can't, you can't. You watch other people just give up. I, you're like, I can't. I want to talk to some mothers where you watch the father walk away and you were like, well, I can't. I want to talk to some fathers where you watch the mother walk away. You're like, I can't. I want to talk to some of you who you watch your parent walk away, but you couldn't. Who am I talking to? You don't have that right not to follow through. You don't. You don't. Let me talk to some entrepreneurs. Don't be mad that your employees don't treat it the same way you do. You birthed it, not them. You are the one that's attached to it, not them. Your prayer needs to be that God gives you people on your team who will carry what your thing is like it's their thing. They'll carry it like they birthed it. That needs to be your prayer. You need some Joabs in your life because Joab acted like he was the king. He was like, this is our king. This is your kingdom, O king, to David. But he was like, look, I'm protecting this thing like it's mine. Your prayer needs to be that you get some people around you, but you don't have a right to do that. You don't have a right not to follow through. You don't have a right not to succeed. Look at me. You don't have a right to be sloppy. Come on. Can I speak life into you? You don't have a right. I know it feels like a lot of pressure, but you are built for this. Pressure is simply proof of expectation. Pressure is simply proof of expectation. That's it. If you have pressure on you, that means something is expected of you. If I put pressure on this table, that means I expect the table to hold me up. I put pressure in this seat, I expect the seat to hold me up. Pressure is simply proof of expectation. And if something is expected of you, that means, watch me, that means something is known about you. God, I could preach tonight. If something is expected of you, that means something is known of you. Well, what do you mean something is known of me? It means that the Lord knows I can put this pressure on you because there's something in you that I already know you have. Are you looking at me? I already know you have it. And since I already know you have it, I'm going to put pressure on you to get it. For every person that just feels like it's a lot, it's a lot. Look at me. It is. It is. Guess what? But he knows you got this. If you don't tag somebody on here tonight that needs to hear this, if you don't share this with somebody tonight that needs to hear this, Stop complaining that you don't get to live like average, regular L7s. You don't get to live that life. And when I say L7, let me clarify what I mean. I mean people who are not called. I mean people who God has not put his hand on. I'm, if, you, if you listen, if you've been doing your Bible reading, and guys, if you don't have the app, get our app. Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. You can get our app. It's going to speak life into your life. Um... And um, if you were doing the daily Bible reading um, over the last few days, um, I, I switched versions. So normally I'll do New King James. I'll do King James. I'll do English Standard. I've read the Bible through in all those versions. This year I decided I'm going to switch this up. I'm going to do the Message Bible. The Message Bible is basically a step above Ebonics. Listen, in the Message Bible, you would hear God say things like this. Um, you're my people, so you don't get to act like that. You're my people, so you don't get to act like them. You're my person. You, you, you belong to me, so you don't get to be trifling like them. I mean, the Lord was like, I'm not into them. I'm into y'all. I took a special interest in y'all. Can I get you to type on the screen? I'm his. Come on. I'm his. I'm his. Because you are his. That message Bible is a whole nother thing. I was listening to it today like, what? I literally had to open it back up. I, was, I did 11 miles today. Um, an exercise and then the gym. And, and I, but, but anyway, I had to open it back up. And when I opened it back, I, I had to look at it because I do, I do the audio. I looked at that thing and I said, did it say that? I said, God, dog. I said, I like this message Bible. I said, this message Bible remind me of South Memphis. This is basically the South Memphis translation of the scriptures. Listen, you don't have a right. You don't have that right. All right. So look at what happens in Galatians 5 and 7. This is what the Apostle Paul writes and says to the Galatians. 
He says to them, you were doing so well. He was like, you knew that you had to follow through. You knew that God's hand was on you. You knew you weren't regular. You knew you were not average. He said, who made you stop? Oh my God. Look at me. Every attack against you begins with a conversation. And for some of you all, can I be honest with you? You don't even know that you've been attacked because the conversation was so good. Quiet. You don't even know you've been. Judas did not even realize he had been attacked. When the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when they called to meet with him, Judas, Judas didn't even know he had been attacked. He didn't even know you were in the midst of an attack. He thought, please listen to me. He thought this is my opportunity for somebody to finally appreciate me. Let's talk tonight. This is my opportunity. See, they looking at Jesus. They giving him all the glory. They giving all the glory. This is my opportunity for them to see how good I am. This is what Judas thinks. Because Judas' name means a peephole in a door. His last name means a traitor. Iscariot. Son of Iscariot. That's his surname. Judas was thinking, yeah, they're giving Jesus the glory now. But look, they need to be paying attention to me. I, look at me. I got skills too. I got talent too. I have ability too. I have an anointing too. Ain't nobody paying attention to me. I know how to count this money. I know how to run this business. Y'all looking at Jesus, y'all need to be looking at me. And I need you to hear me. You got to hear me. Sometimes the conversations are so good, you don't even know you've been attacked. Because Judas is literally thinking, this is my moment. This is my time. Like somebody needs to pay me attention. And I need you to hear me. Sometimes the enemy will tempt you with a stage or a platform or an opportunity, watch me, that is only designed to get you off of your assignment. Look at me. You will even succeed. I want to teach this thing tonight. Judas got paid for betraying Jesus. He got paid big money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. He could go to the strip club and make it rain. Y'all, I ain't got no filter tonight. You got to hear me. He got paid a lot of money. Some of you, watch me, you have to be careful because you can be attacked and not even know it because the attack is so good. Pay attention. And Judas is thinking, look, I'm doing good. I got paid. I got some money. This is working out well for me. And he did not know you have just been attacked. And so now, watch me, you have abandoned your assignment. You got some, watch me, you got a check, but you about to get checked. Y'all talk to me in these comments, please. I've never taught this part of what I'm teaching tonight. I've never preached, but I've never taught this part. This is why I do the previous. I've never taught this. I've never taught this. You have to be careful that you don't let your hunger for applause and attention make you vulnerable to an attack. And you'll think you're succeeding because you're getting paid because you think that money is God's sign of success. Oh, my God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Joseph wasn't making no money, but he had favor. He was a slave in Potiphar's house. He was locked up in prison. Uh, uh, he was forgotten about. He, listen to me, he wasn't making money, but the Bible says, and the man was successful in all that he did, and the favor of the Lord was with him. You think that money means God is pleased. Oh my God. You think that because it's prospering financially, that that means God's hand is on it. Oh my God, the mob prospers financially. Y'all not gonna talk to me. Crazy nations around the world prosper financially. Racist people prosper financially. You, you think that me? you think money means God is on it or with it? Oh no, oh no, there's something called favor. That's the currency of the kingdom. J Judas got money. So Judas is thinking, well, evidently what I'm doing isn't that bad because I got paid. Oh my God. Judas is thinking, evidently what I'm doing isn't that bad because I got some money for it. So, you know, I got some money for it. So since I got some money for it, evidently what I'm, you know, it's not that bad of a deal. It's not that bad. You know, God clearly isn't mad at me because I'm getting some money, which means pay attention, which means, watch me, sometimes you will be presented with an opportunity that is not God, but, but, but watch me, but if you are thirsty for applause and attention, it will make you turn on where your favor came from. Jesus. Okay. You got to hear me. Who made you stop? Jesus is sitting there. He's given Judas an opportunity that nobody else has given him. And he literally, the Bible says that 
he has this conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees. And an interesting thing, and the Bible says, and then Satan filled him. The, the Greek word there is esercomai for my note takers. E-I-S-H-E-R-C-H-M-A-I-M-O-I-A. Esercomai. Pay attention. Here's what this means. It literally means that he consumed a thought from a conversation. I'm done. He consumed a thought from a conversation. When the Bible says, and Satan filled him, and Satan filled him, and Satan filled him. Let me give you the verse for that. That's Luke 22 and 3. It literally means that he consumed a thought from a conversation. Every attack against you begins with the conversation. And sometimes the conversations are so seductive because you're hearing what you want to hear. Well, you know, you, you're supporting Jesus, but Judas, you need your own thing too. Judas, you got skills too. Judas, you got talent too. Judas, you somebody. Judas, Jesus ain't giving you the credit you need. He's not giving you the attention you need. Come on, come on. Help us, help us turn on him. Help us get him. You the, you the, you're the guy we need to be celebrating, not this Jesus guy. We need to be celebrating you. Oh my God. Y'all ready? You have to be careful. Now, watch me, because some of you, the Pharisees and Sadducees you're talking to, you ready? Live in you. They're conversations you're having with yourself. And you will literally talk yourself into something. Hear me? That will stop you. The Apostle Paul says, you were doing so well. Who made you stop? Who's been in your ear? Because this ain't you. Paul said, this is not you. As a pastor, I have seen this. I've seen people, I'm looking at them like, I remember one time, years and years ago, I had a conversation, I was having a conversation with someone and, and, and I literally said to them, I said, who, who is this? I said, because this is not the man I've poured into. I literally told, I ain't gonna tell you the rest of what I said. I said, this is not who I built. I said, this guy? I said, this guy sitting across from me, I said, I have no clue who he is. I said, I have no clue who he is. I said, this, this, is, this is not, who is this? And I said, who's been in your ear? I said, because this, this is coming, this is messed with your ear. And if I was to tell you that, the trajectory of that individual's life, boom, 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 after that moment. You got to hear what I'm saying tonight. He, watch me. Be careful that you don't become your own who hindered you. Paul says you were doing so well. Who made you stop? Who hindered you? And that word stop has three different definitions. Number one, cut into who hurt you. Sometimes we stop because someone hurt us. Number two, who impeded you? Who got in front of you? Who distracted you? Sometimes we get distracted. How many of you can be honest? I mean, you can be honest um, that there are things where you got hurt, so you stopped doing what you should have done. There have been things where you got distracted, so you stopped doing what you should have been doing. Let's jaywalk back over to Luke 9. The young man's father has passed away. And he says, Jesus, let me go bury him first before I put you first. And Jesus says, no. Now, just think about that. That sounds very insensitive. That sounds like, Jesus, come on. I mean... Let him have a human moment. And what Jesus was saying is he doesn't get to, he, he, listen, he, his call is bigger than him. Look at me for some of you all. This is bigger than you. This is why the pressure you felt has always been more than just your situation. Because you never thought, let me just get something for me. Let, who am I talking to? You always thought, well, if I get this, I'm going to do this for this person. I'm going to do this for this person. I'm going to help this group of people. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It was never just about you. It was never just about you. So watch me. He says, "Who? what distracted you? What distracted you? Who cut you? Who hurt you? Number two, who impeded you? What? Who distracted you? What distracted you? Oh my God. What distracted you? You ready for this? I can talk this. Did you let death distract you? The, the literal death of an individual. The death of an opportunity, the depth of a door. 
what, what is that? The end of a thing. Did you let one ending distract you so that you didn't keep going? Oh my God. Third definition, to detain you. To detain you. What to detain you means that it holds you back. Literally, see, to cut you, to cut you, that's in your present. To impede you, that's in your future. That's a distraction. To detain you, that's to hold you back. That's to hold you back. Oh, we're about to get free tonight. How many of y'all, even on this message preview, this thing is like speaking life into you? Would you talk to me in these comments tonight? Woo! This thing is good to me. This thing is good to me. All right? Um, what are you letting hold you back? And you know what I've discovered? It's for many of us, what we let, because think about this, what holds you back is already behind you. So check this out. Normally what detains you is something that you've already overcome, but it's holding you back. I failed last time. Sir, this is not last time. It didn't work last time. Baby girl, this is not last time. But let you know, I'm just nervous. I just got anxiety. I just got this. I need you. Roshabahi. I need you not to be detained and held back because of something from your past. I need you not to be a prisoner to your past. I need you not to be a prisoner. But they said I wasn't going to do it. To hell with what they said. Oh, my God. Message Bible. You know, I like Message Bible because Message Bible said that today. I was listening to Message Bible. While I was doing my 11 miles and it said Peter said to hell with your money. I said, I like the Message Bible. Come on. <laughs> I said this, and for those of you that are familiar with it, hell is not a curse word. It's a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. Literally, it means put it in the trash, right? Um, there were uh, a few Greek words for hell. Um, Tartarus, Gehenna, Sheol, that's a Hebrew word. Um, but Gehenna was one of them, and it meant hot trash. You got to hear me. You got Somebody says, all down my row, standing in my closet. Come on. Listen to me. Listen to me. He says, who made you stop? He says, this couldn't have been a what? This had to be a who. This had to be a who. Hear me. From obeying the truth. Pay attention. What does truth mean? Your duties to God. He says, here's what you stop. You stop your duties to God. What are our duties to God? Time. That's faithful church attendance on campus or online. Guess what? There are things that will stop you. I remember in January of 2006, I was an associate pastor and I was transitioning out of that role um, and I was looking at different opportunities and different things, um, a whole lot to that story. And um, something happened and something happened in the church. And um, it was so hurtful to me. I didn't go to church for two weeks. Now, some of y'all, that may not seem like a long time, but since the age of 12, I did not miss church, period. And there was no streaming and digital and watch it later. That was, uh, so when I teach faithful church attendance, that, I don't just teach that because I'm a bishop. I, that, I've always been that way. I've, since I was 12 years old, I've always been that way. You got to hear me. And it was so hurtful. I did not go for two weeks, which was big for me. I remember waking up on a Sunday morning like, mm, this is what people do. And then I remember a Wednesday night. I was like, God, like, this is what people do. It's like, I don't even know what to do. You got to hear me. It was my duty to God. And in those two weeks, because I was cut, I was hurt. You got to hear me. I didn't go for two weeks. Now, for some of y'all, that may not seem like a big deal. For me, even now and back then, it was a huge deal for me. Um, what are our duties to God? Church attendance. That's your time. Number two, your talent. That's serving in church. What, watch me. Who hurt you so you don't serve? I ain't going to do nothing because at St. Saint, at Saint Sinai Missionary Church of the Lord Jesus Christ of the first apostolic faith. I got hurt. I ain't getting involved. I love Bishop, but I'm not getting involved. Baby girl, sir, that happened years ago. And you still hurt from that? You still going to let that from your past affect your present? Time, talent, thirst. That's your prayer, praise, and worship. There are things that you will let hold your praise and worship back. Case in point, when something didn't go your way, now you're like, oh, I don't really feel it. I ain't feeling it. Look at me. What if God did that with you when you wanted to wake up tomorrow morning? What if he said, I ain't really feeling her today. Leave her there. I ain't really feeling him today. Leave him there. Mm -mm. Can we take a break real quick and release a digital praise? Everybody, release a digital praise. 
My duties to God, time, faithful church attendance, on campus, online, talent, serving in church, on campus, online. And I say on campus, online because however, we have both, however, we have both options. Your thirst, that's your prayer, praise, and worship. That's your prayer, praise, and worship. I need you to release a digital praise on the chat. Release a digital praise on the chat tonight. God says, that's your duty to me. That's your duty. That is your duty. That is your duty. It says, you owe me worship. You owe me praise. You And listen, and not just during church time. You ought to be walking around your house and have a flashback and just say, thank you, Jesus. You've been good to me. And I glorify you, Father. And I magnify you. You got to learn. You got to learn that. Time, talent, thirst, treasure. That's faithfully giving. That's faithfully giving. Jesus says, wherever your money is, that's where your heart is. It's super simple. I ain't giving the church my money. First of all, you need to come all the way down because people, people really overthink. I have a faithful giver to the church. Baby, if, listen, the Lord provides for the church. Stop! Don't get caught up on your high horse like you the one that's keeping it, keeping it going, okay? I need you to come all the way down with all that, all right? Hear me. It's the Lord, y'all. It is the Lord. It is the Lord that provides. And he said, wherever your treasure is, there your heart is also. So faithfully giving my tithes, offerings, first fruits, love, like I get to faithfully give. I owe the Lord that. I owe him that. I owe him that. Y'all got to hear me. Think about it. The government says you owe me. You don't never say the government just want my money. They take it off the top. And try not paying them. It's quiet in the, in the thing. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. All right? It's the Lord that provides. Hear me. Hear me. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Um, we owe him faithful giving. You never go to a restaurant and say, these people just want my money. They literally only, look at me. They only want your money. Okay. Because people like to say, churches want my money. Okay. Let's go there. Walmart only wants your money. They don't care nothing about you. Do you hear me? Target. Uh-oh, let's get, because I know some of y'all say, I don't do Walmart. And it's, I don't like it. You, okay, for all my bourgeois, that's fine. Target wants nothing but your money. Walmart wants nothing but your money. McDonald's wants nothing but your money. Ruth Chris wants nothing. She don't, Ruth don't care nothing about you. She wants the money, honey. It's quiet. Uh, 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 uh. Toyota don't want nothing but your money. They don't care nothing about you. They make the car safer so that you they have a good safety record so you come spend your money. They ain't making the car safe because they don't want you to die. They're making the car safe because uh, they want to make sure they got a good safety record so you come buy the car. They want your money. Do you hear me? Ford wants your money. Cadillac wants your money. They don't care nothing about, uh, uh, oh, you know, oh, this has really been a blessing to me. They don't care nothing about you. They want your money. Y'all ready for this? Your job values the money you make the company. Mm -mm. Got quiet right there. Oh, is listen, stop making the company money, okay? And we'll see if that department still exists. It's quiet in the chat. They want your money. Apple does not care anything, and especially of late. Since Steve been gone, they really don't care about you. Listen, Apple don't care nothing about you. They want your money. So, guys, don't bring the mentality that when you come to God, you don't. Nobody ever questions anything else. Louis Vuitton wants your money. Louis don't care nothing. About, Louis gone. Louis don't care nothing about you. He cares nothing about you. And watch. Mm, he cares nothing. Gucci don't care nothing about you. Hermes don't care nothing about you. It's quiet in this chat. Uh, 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 Tiffany's don't care nothing about you. He's like, oh, I'm a preferred customer. Because you spend money, honey. They don't care nothing about you. Stop spending money and their preferred status is going to drop. Oh, Delta. I love Delta. Delta don't care nothing about you. Well, I'm a medallion, platinum, diamond person because you spend money. Stop spending that money. It's quiet. Y'all got what I'm saying? Okay. So, Piggly Wiggly, come on here. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly don't care nothing about you. Do they still have Piggly Wiggly? Piggly Wiggly don't care nothing about you. They want your money. Jesus says, I want your heart. And to know I have your heart, I'm going to need you to come up off that money. Jesus said that. Not my words. Jesus said that. 
Jesus said that. Je now, that's true. I do like Delta too. But Jesus, Jesus said that. I Jesus said that. You got to hear me. All right? All right. Now, pay attention to this. Um, time, talent, treasure. That's how we got to that. Thirst, prayer, praise, and worship. Lastly, testimony. Power company. That's another one. Power company. That's a good one. Okay? Uh, power company. I don't care nothing about you. Don't pay that bill. And just go, uh, look at me, and go tell them, hey, hey, um, y'all, listen, this ain't right for y'all to be coming to turn these lights off. Y'all know I got a good heart. Y'all just, you know, no. That power company is going to cut. I was watching. I was watching this show called Restaurant Impossible. And, and, and I'd never seen this on any of the episodes. And it was a flashback episode. And um, they were at this restaurant in Chicago. I know we got Chicago on tonight. They were in this restaurant in Chicago called Josephine's. To Chicago that's on live tonight. Josephine's. Is it good? Is it a good spot? It's on the, I would imagine it's on the south side. I, I don't know where it is. I imagine it's on the south side based on the video. Um, the show. But um, listen. And the power company showed up. To cut the people's power off, and and the guy gets Josephine's the lady, uh, the, the 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 mother of, of the son who was there, and and she says, well they know I ain't paying my bill till Monday. They know I ain't paying my bill till Monday, um, and uh, you know and so they they didn't end up cutting it off because apparently she called down there and handled it or whatever, but I'd never seen that on the TV show. But I need y'all to listen to me very carefully. Um, faithful giving, we get to give. Come on, y'all. We get to give. It's a privilege to give. I want God to, I want his favor all over my finances. I want him to favor me. I want him to cover me. It's my privilege to give. Come on. Can I get a few of you? Just five of you to type. I get to give. I get to give. All right. And then your testimony. That's inviting people to church, whether it's on campus or online. So here's the point. Galatians 5, 7, you were doing so well. Who made you stop? Somebody made you stop. They cut you, meaning they hurt you. That's your present. They distracted you. That means they got in front of you. Or they detained you. That means they got behind you. They're from your past and they're trying to hold you back. Pay attention. Something from the past. Pay attention. From obeying the truth. He says, who made you stop your duties to God? What are my duties to God? Those five things. Pay attention. How did he persuade you? And I taught you this, but through conversations, there was this group of people called the Judaizers, and they persuaded the Galatians to act against what they'd been taught. Stop. Judaizers. In the first part of that, you see Jude, Judeo, Judaic, Jewish, Hebrew, which are two slightly different. They're two different things, but for purposes of this teaching tonight, pay attention. Tonight, pay attention. These people, pay attention, were supposed to be spiritual. Woo! This wasn't the enemy that did this to you. These were people who were supposed to be spiritual. Y'all going to talk to me tonight or you going to be quiet? What you going to do? We're going to have charismatic church or we're going to have Roman Catholic church. What are we going to do tonight? I can go. I Look, I, we can go either way. You're going to be quiet? Just let me know. We'll end now. You ready? These people that... Watch me, have stopped them from obeying the truth are supposed to be spiritual people. Whoop. These are supposed to be, watch me, God's people. These are not worldly people. These are not, this ain't, you know, uh, 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 old girl. These, this is, this is, this is Sister Johnson. Come on, y'all. This is, this is Brother Bo. This is, this is, Deacon so-and-so, these people are supposed to be spiritual and they're the ones starting the mess. Y'all got to hear me tonight. Y'all got to hear me tonight. So not only will attack against you, this is like a, this is like Saturday night Bible study because I, I haven't taught this deep from these verses in any of the messages. I don't know. And, I, and I'm really not going to have time to do it tomorrow. Right. I ain't going to have no time to do it tomorrow. Um, these are, watch me, attack against you because of the conversation. And now we know the people who the conversation is going to come to. People who are supposed to be spiritual. Look at me. It could be you. You supposed, you're supposed to be spiritual. Is it that you are so carnal and fleshly that you're getting in your own way? Are, are you so carnal and fleshly 
that you are messing with yourself. This is really what this is, is Bible study. I call these messages previews, but this is really Bible study. All right? That's really what this is. You got to hear that. These were not strangers. These were not strangers. These were not strangers. These were supposed to be spiritual people. And they the ones. Well, I don't know why Paul told y'all to do that. I'm going to go there. Why you got y'all doing that? Why y'all do that? But it don't take all of that. You shouldn't have to do all of that. You shouldn't have to do that. That don't make sense. I don't understand. Why the man of God got y'all doing that? Why y'all over there? Why y'all say sir? Why y'all do this? Why y'all do? Huh? It's quiet in here today. Ooh. Exactly. Great point. Because that's why you got to listen to it on the podcast. Because this is a whole message on Tuesdays and Saturdays. All right. Look what he says. He says, <clears throat> um, Galatians 5.10, whoever is upsetting you. So watch me. I taught you on Sunday and Monday, or excuse me, on Sunday and Wednesday. Sometimes you have to tell yourself this situation is not the time for that emotion. Shout out to those of you that are using the badges to sew. This situation is not the time for that emotion. Why'd they stop? Because they got emotional. They picked the wrong emotion at the wrong time. They were hurt. They put the wrong emotion. Sometimes you're going to have to hurt. And what did I teach you at the beginning? You're going to have to hurt and walk at the same, or heal and walk at the same time. You don't get to take six months off to heal. You're going to have to heal and work. And nothing's wrong with healing. Nothing's wrong with mourning. Nothing's wrong with recovering. But you're going to have to keep it moving. You're going to have to keep going forward. This is not the time for that. And on Wednesday... I taught you that if you constantly and consistently pick the wrong emotion at the wrong time, you will live in insanity. You will live in an insanity. And I gave you the three definitions of insanity. A severely disordered mind. It's number one. Come on here. I love it. Come on, set up. You got it. You got to stab the mic. We need an emoji for that. A preacher said that to me one time because I'll do that thing with the mic. And, you know, and a preacher said, he said, when you stab the air. And I said, what are you talking about? He's like, then he did it. I was like, oh, I do do that. Um, so there you go. Here you go. Insanity, a severely disordered mind. Number two, an unsoundness of mind, a lack of ability to understand that prevents one from having the capacity to enter relationship status or transaction. That second one was deep to me because essentially what it says is you don't really understand what's going on, so you have no business getting in or out of a relationship during that time. You don't understand what's going on. You have no business getting in or out of the current status you're in. He says, you don't really know what's going on. You have no business making a transaction. Listen, how many people have bought something because they were hurt? And so they bought something that healed the hurt, but it didn't. It's quiet. How many of y'all on here, you've done something like you got in a new relationship to get over an old relationship and the new relationship did not make it good. Wave at me. Come on, let's tell the truth. Come on, we're about to go. We've all done that. We've all done that. We've all done. You got a new friend to, to help you mourn your old friend to only discover that you didn't do the checking, of, checking out you should have done of the new friend. We've all done that. That second definition I think is the most interesting one because he says you lack the ability to understand. So as a result, you do not have the capacity to enter a relationship, a status or a transaction. You have no business buying certain things during certain times. No business doing that. Okay, you ready? Um, status. What does that mean? Where you're at in life. He says right now you're picking the wrong emotion at the wrong time. You're trying to change your status. You're trying to move, but you're moving emotionally, not principally. You're trying to physically relocate, but you're doing it as an emotional reaction, not as a principled decision. You're doing it because you ticked off. Who am I talking to tonight? You want a new job, but you're doing it as an emotional response because you don't like the way somebody said something to you. Ooh. All right. The last definition, foolish or unreasonable. 
foolish or unreasonable. Here's the last verse. I'm going to set you up for tomorrow. You ready? And guys, can I encourage you? Go back and listen to this message, to this message um, um, that I'm talking about. Stop the insanity. Go back and listen to it um, in our podcast and our app, our website. How do you do that? It's pinned right there. Text the word harvest to the phone number right there. 877-552-4746. Um, or you can go to harvestchurch.church. This will be on a podcast. It's a great idea from one of our harvesters. It's a great idea. And so uh, these are now on podcast. So you can get this on podcast too, the preview. All right? Because really, I said a lot of stuff tonight that I have not said in these messages and, and I will not likely say tomorrow. Um, look at this. Four definitions of fool in the Bible, uh, Hebrew words. One is a let's fool, uh, L-E-T-Z. Two is a navel. Three is a kessel. Four uh, is a petty fool. And listen to this. P-E-T-I is the Hebrew word there. For the simple are killed by their turning away, their inconsistency. Listen to this. And the complacency of a fool destroys them. I'm going to read the verse again and we're going to go. The simple are killed by their turning away. What does turning away mean? By their inconsistency. This is why you can't be like everybody else. You can't be like a restaurant where the food is good on Monday and it's awful on Thursday and you know it's a different cook. You have to be consistent. If there's anything that I want to encourage you to learn from me, it's consistency. You knew. For those of you, even tonight, even though I had to delay because of the, the construction project that they're blocking off for, but there's no construction, so what's supposed to take five minutes took 25 minutes. Um, even in that, Y'all knew, well, he'll be on in a minute. Why? Because you've come to expect me being what? Consistency. Consistent, excuse me. When you tune in, and you know what? You know, there's a flip side to that, because, you know, but I'll talk about that later. But but um, when you tune in, you 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 know where Bishop at. You expect me to be consistent, because I've shown you consistency. Can I help some of y'all? What you're going to need in 2022 is you're going to have to keep showing up. You're going to have to keep being consistent. You're going to have to keep doing it. And for some of you, this fast, this first time you're going to finish a fast, this is, this is your consistency test. Because you're going to finish tomorrow. Don't you, don't you dare break this fast. All right? Um, and I'm not saying that to be braggadocious or self-aggrandized. I'm just saying. I strive to be consistent. I strive to be. I strive, not perfect, but I strive to be. I really strive to be in everything that I do. Strive to be. All right? The simple are killed by the turn, they're turning away, their inconsistency, and the complacency of fools destroys them. There's a woman in the Bible, you ready? Um, where she'd been through a whole lot for 12 years. And after 12 years, she couldn't get complacent. What do you do? I'm setting you up for tomorrow. What do you do when everything you've done that you've known to do does not work, does not produce the results you want? In fact, it gets worse. What do you do? When you've prayed every prayer you know to pray, when you've seen every expert you know to see, when you've called everybody you know to call, when you've done everything you know to do, what do you do when after 12 years, let me help you, that's 378,432,000 seconds. That's 6,307,200 minutes, 105,120 hours, 4,380 days, 144 months. What do you do when nothing you've done works? And in fact, you feel dumb. Everybody around you thinks you're dumb. You ready? Listen to this. The simple are killed by their inconsistency and the complacency of fools destroy them. Tomorrow's message is called Stop Saying It's Not Easy because tomorrow 
I'm going to introduce you to a woman that you've been introduced to before. But what I'm going to show you about this woman, you're going to see in yourself, whether you're a man or a woman. And listen to me, and you've never heard, when I'm going to release it, the revelation going to be released tomorrow. Listen to me, you have never heard it before. I can promise you that. What I'm going to say tomorrow, you have never, ever heard before. Um, she was not inconsistent and she was not complacent. Pray this, Lord, cause me to be consistent to the right things. And Lord, cause me not woo, to be complacent. In Jesus' name, amen. I want everyone tonight, um, I want everyone tonight that was blessed to sow. I want to challenge at least 25 of you to sow uh, into the word that you heard tonight. I want to challenge 25 of you to sow tonight into the word that you heard. You can use the badges. You can use um, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givenify, the email for that. It's at lowerandharvestchurch.church. At least 25 of you. I want to challenge you to sow tonight. Um, if you want to use Cash App, you can use dollar sign, Bishop Formal with the number two at the end, dollar sign, Bishop Formal with the number two at the end. I want you to sow. Be a blessing to what blesses you. Father, speak to your people what they are to sow. Put the number in their mind. Do it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. While you are sowing, if you're on here tonight and you're not a Christian, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. If you want to recommit yourself to the Lord, you've given your love to the Lord before you've been a Christian, because you need to come back to the Lord. Tonight's your night to do that. Wherever you are and whoever you are, no judgment, no guilt, no condemnation, no saying, nothing but love for you. Here's what I need you to do. On the count of three, do that hand with the emoji or say, it's me. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or you just want to be sure. One, two, three, respond right now. Do that hand with the emoji or say, it's me. Wherever you're at, I'm waiting on you. No guilt, mm -mm, not a lick of it. No condemnation, no shame, none of that. Nothing but love for you. If you need to do that, respond by saying, it's me or me or that hand with the emoji. I'm waiting on you. Five, I'm waiting on you. Four. Waiting on you, three. Waiting on you, two. Waiting on you, one. Everybody, just pray this prayer with me for the sake of time. I don't want us to run out of time. Pray this prayer for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to now run this race in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what I need you to do. Text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. They're going to put it on the screen for you. Again, I'm going to challenge at least 25 or more of you to sow tonight. Be a blessing to what blesses you. All right. Uh, I, I, people normally will ask me, Bishop, what's the number? Um, I want you to uh, attach it as we're coming to the end of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. And even the last couple of days, Bible reading, only God could set that up. The last couple of days, Bible reading in our app was from Daniel 10 when it talks and it teaches about the 21 day Daniel fast. It's like, God, only you could do that. Like, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that. I just, I just pray and I'd say, Lord, tell me what to do. And I just listen to what I'm told to do. Anyway, um, again, you could use the cash app dollar sign Bishop Form with the number two or PayPal, Venmo, Zell, Give the file. That's available. Hello at Harvest Church, Church. I love you all again. If you came in late, I encourage you to go back to the front. We pray for those that are grieving. Thank you for your prayers for myself, for my family and relatives uh, as we are grieving uh, and moving forward um, uh, with um, an unexpected transition uh, on, on this morning. On this morning. That sounds so churchy. On this morning. <laughs> that sounds so old school churchy. On this morning. Uh, so anyway, I look forward to seeing you all in the morning. I love you. I really, really do. Here's what I need to do. Here's why I do the previews so that you can share. I do not do the previews just to have Saturday night Bible study and Tuesday night Bible study. I do the previews to get you excited about the word so you go share. So I need you to put this in your Insta story, put this on Twitter, um, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Text somebody, shoot this video to somebody. I do this so that you can go share. All right. And that's so churchy, Tim, on this morning. Um, church tomorrow morning at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time. It's 11.15 and 1.15 East Coast Time. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. And then, of course, replays at 5 and 7 tomorrow night. Mountain at 7 and 9 East Coast Time. All right. I love you all. Thank you for your prayers. Shalom. Have a good night.
you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.